on last week's Irrevelations, the second book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 11. The second I let this anaconda go, it could either scurry into the woods or it could strangle me to death in front of my wife. All the livestock of the Egyptians died. I guess. Again, puppies probably. Then you will know that the Lord has made a distinction between Egypt and Israel. So more xenophobia. So he basically shows up at the start of Passover like, hey, everybody, was anyone needing a lamb? Well, no, it said that like you're supposed to only eat that for a few days. No way. Am I not going to go through a whole lamb by myself? Cover your doorway in blood. Uh, again, if you've seen the Rugrats Passover special, you know what the f- it looks like. How much temptation was there to eat it raw? I don't understand. Don't just bite into its flesh and try to rip it apart like a f***ing chupacabra. I don't want anyone to see me eating Taco Bell, so I'm always ready to run away. Just drop it. If you really want to get in the spirit of this, here's what you do. Your neighbor, he's out of town on a holiday. Go in there on the day you know he's coming back and just try to eat as quickly as you can. And then you gotta get out of there. That's what it was like to be the Hebrews at this time. You gotta find your best lamb. You kill a lamb. You paint its blood all over your house. If you're like, well, I bet he'd be okay with bits of string. I f***ing doubt it. If you don't have a lamb. All you have is donkeys for whatever reason because you're the donkey guy. Kill the firstborn donkey. Is God's killing of children moral? I think it. I think it is. Yeah. I love it. Before we turn to the word, I would like to. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I didn't realize this, so I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. It's no surprise that I wasn't told this. Did you know that the reason that there is a Southern Baptist Church versus another Baptist church, like the regular Baptist? Do you know why? I have no idea. First of all, I've never heard of a Northern Baptist Church. Sure, but there's regular Baptist, I think. I guess. There's not Northern, but there's like just Baptist, then there's like independent Baptist, and then there's, of course, Southern Baptist, which I am, which is, I think it's probably the biggest representation of Baptists. I might be wrong, but I don't think I ever met a Baptist until I met the Southern Baptist. I only ever met Well, that's because that's all there is. Protestants and like Methodists, yeah. And then when I came to the South, I found There's the weird Greeks. I was like, God damn, this place is infested, you know? (laughs) Sure. But do you know why there is a Southern Baptist division of the Baptist Church? What what drew them away from the General Baptist uh, uh, Conference? Are they pro slavery? Goddamn! What are you? What are you? A <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because of slavery. That's so uh, funny. In the, in the early nineteenth century, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go right out of Wikipedia just for a second, just so no one can say that I that I got this wrong. Okay. Uh, Struggling to gain a foothold in the South uh, after the American Revolution, the next generation of Southern Baptist preachers accommodated themselves to the leadership of Southern society rather than challenging the gentry of slavery, which you would think would be the right thing to do. Right. Um, they began to interpret the Bible as supporting the practice of slavery <laughs> and encouraged good paternalistic practices for slaveholders. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I. So as far as slavery goes, I have heard it go two ways as far as like what the Bible stances. Um, 
Something I thought was interesting. So I saw this uh, debate, I think, with Stephen Fry, who's a pretty famous atheist, I think. Yeah. Um, like, I know he's, he's no famous patience. and I know he's atheist. I just don't know if he's a famous atheist. I think he's he a f- is. He is. He's yeah, like up he there with def- like uh, Dawkins. I was, um, was going to say he's no Hitchens, but he definitely yeah, – yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Stephen Fry, I feel like, is more um, – he's like a – he's more of a comedian, so – yeah, whereas Dawkins is hard to hard, hard to watch, I think. And Hitchens are like they're like uh, intellectuals. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they're. Fry is an entertainer. He's exactly. great, but I, yeah, he's. I, I I I've I've seen Hitchens, I've seen Dawkins, and I think they're. I think they're right. Uh, it's kind of weird, but yeah, I think they I think they're right. But um, back to Stephen Fry, was I remember he was talking to he was on a panel. And he was talking about how the church paints itself as a moral authority. And I'm paraphrasing. It's been a minute, and I didn't realize we were going to talk about this, but I'm thinking about it Yeah, it's fine. I I Um, will forgive you. Was that Stephen Fry... Me and our podium. Yeah. There was a a conference. They were talking it. There was a a table thing. And this is what I really remember, was that the guy was like, oh, yeah, well, how could the church have ever been pro-slavery, pro-racism? I mean, there there was the church behind all these horrible things and yet they still claim themselves as some moral authority, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, how could you guys be? And they're like, well, we didn't know it was wrong at the time. Well, if you didn't know it was wrong, what good are you is exactly like, <laughs> like isn't that your whole job to know the difference between right and wrong and tell us like, isn't that yeah, your whole fucking deal? It's like a compass that uh, gets magnetically confused from time to time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You may we're, just get a new compass. We're the moral authority. Come here so I can tell you how to live your life. But we are wrong a lot. And, uh, we certainly, uh, we, we claim it's divine, but we, we goof a lot, a lot. A yeah, lot. yeah. God didn't tell us yet that slavery was bad. Well, it is funny because, I mean, you know that uh, my girlfriend's family owned slaves a long time ago. Really? I never told you this? Uh, I don't think so. I might have. I don't know. So... I don't want to give too much away about who she is, but there is a city in Mississippi sure. named after their family. And uh, I went to their house once and there was a wedding in their old, old plantation they used to own. And they had the reception, like the what used to be the main dining hall. And there were these leaves hanging from the ceiling and there were ropes on either side. And they were like, oh yeah, so the slaves would pull on each one and it would fan the family as they were eating dinner. I was like, oh! What? And they were like, and then they had the wedding underneath the old oak tree where they probably lynched a couple of people. Yeah, well, and I then so, the bad ones. Like the service corps were still in the old slave house. It was a weird fucking place. I was like, this is... whoa, man. No, I knew that you had talked about them having some deep southern roots, but I didn't know that it was that kind of deep. No, no, deep, rich. <laughs> I guess that's own, the only kind of people. deep southern roots. Yeah. That's why I'm glad to be born from immigrants. I don't think Poland's ever done anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, my Dutch lineage didn't get to the states until like the turn of the yeah, last century yeah, yeah, so yeah. Go, go i'm ours. good uh, i'm fine I'm, I'm, I'm the dutch proud... never did anything bad to congo oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> i was gonna say i'm a proud mexican most of our horrific things we did to we ourselves you know <laughs> yeah well depending on who yourself that you are you a white mexican or are you a brown mexican i'm both that, baby that we fucking <laughs> hashtag race traitor let's do it <laughs> Whatever is more convenient at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever gives me scholarships is what I have. That's what I say. That's what I always. Say. Good. That actually, yeah. You get yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play up whatever accent you want. <laughs> so uh, one of the other fun things that I found in researching this, I don't know what, dro- I don't know what drove me down this road to look into Southern Baptists. I forget. It was something I saw I on Reddit. Um, what's crazy 
is that for a lot of the like mid to early uh, 1800s, a lot of the biggest Southern Baptist churches were all black or mostly black. That and is they were allowed to have, they I've were allowed to have that, black. Though. Yeah. They were allowed to have black pastors. And, and to this day, there's a lot of black Southern Baptist church mm-hmm. uh, out there, but they would, they were allowed to have their own uh, reverence or pastors or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, until no, 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 no. And this is the fucked up part until Nat Turner's uh, rebellion. You remember that Nat Turner? It was in, the, it was like a two day rebellion in Virginia uh, 18, I don't remember. Uh, but was that was, a slave rebellion? Before it was a slave rebellion. Nat Turner was a slave. Um, right. And he led a small rebellion in Virginia before the Civil War. Uh, well, let me give you the exact date. Uh, 1831. Okay. He led, uh, he led her in August of 1831. And so after that, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, you can still go to church, slaves, but you have to have white pastors now to like give you <laughs> keep you in give line. you context which i'm assuming means that nat turner was probably in some way associated with the church and just didn't do it the way they liked uh it does make sense i guess that uh, it's kind of like the worst way i mean yeah, oh yeah for sure for sure for sure it's like when um it's like in this last latest election when trump was like we got to start keeping an eye on all those mosques and keeping an eye on them. And I don't know if we should have mosques anymore. You guys, and I was like, what? It's like hashtag Blexit. Have you not seen that? <laughs> that? Blexit. Yeah. That's a big thing. in on MAGA Twitter, hashtag Blexit means black exit. It's blacks leaving the democratic party to join oh, the no. God Emperor Trump. I always assume that was all shit. It's always, it's always just one... It obviously isn't a real thing. Yeah, it's always one angry black guy that's like, oh, I, I, I tell you what, these Democrats never done nothing for me. Yeah. And like MAGA just jerk. Oh, they just explode and come. They just... <laughs> the double, no, they love They that. love it. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're one of we the... Found you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not one of those ones that gets brainwashed by all free things. Oh, yeah, by, by be, being treated equally in the eyes of the law. Fuck that. Yeah, I I remember I saw a video online, and people were freaking out about it, where this guy, and I'll tell you this, I agree with him on his point, but in the fact that, okay, so, so here's what he said. He said that basically that there's all these uh, liberal Christians. There was a YouTube video where the guy was, he, he was famous for a while because he was the controversy, was that he was pro-slavery. Sure. And he had a video about it on YouTube where he was basically like, you know, um, a lot of people out there, these so-called liberal Christians or whoever, um, they'll be like, oh, well, I like some parts of the Bible and I don't like these, blah, 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 and I disagree with this, whatever. And he was like, eat shit, you know? Yeah. If you read a part of the Bible that disagrees with your current moral compass— you need to change your moral compass, not try to change the Bible. The Bible says it's good to have slaves. So if you're the kind of person that says, well, it's not good to have slaves and the Bible's wrong, know what? You're wrong. The Bible's right. And you can just see the tears coming down his eyes and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I agree with his point, but I don't like slavery. Like, I get that. I think if you're going to call yourself a Christian and you're saying this is the word of God, then you don't get to pick and choose. You know, here's where I will defend the Bible a little bit on slavery. Hot take. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> let's yeah, do this it. Is bold. This is, let's ruin any potential I ever had at any sort of a career. Yeah. Governmental yeah. Or otherwise. Tell me why you like slaves. No, I, obviously, I don't like slavery. I will say that from my reading of the Bible, it never, it never encourages slavery. Obviously, you look at the way that 
they respond to the slavery of the Jewish people. I think it it sets a tone for how the Bible feels about slavery with the way that God punishes Egypt. What yeah. he does, it, it doesn't even condone it, but it does say if you, no, I guess it does condone it because it says if you own slaves, treat them like humans, right? It says treat them well. I Yeah. I mean, and I just think that yeah. at certain points, like war, look at the, I like to point out like the Roman Empire. War related slavery was such a common thing. To say that, slavery was the worst thing going on at that point is a little ridiculous. Well, I think slavery is not the worst thing going on. Like, I'm sure rape wasn't the worst thing that was going on at the time. It might rape is still wrong. You know? It was pretty bad. Like, I, I think, and we'll see it. So thus far, I've seen slavery in three instances. One, when you're talking about the circumcision, they're like, oh, and by the way, if you own slaves, make sure they get circumcised. So it, it references slavery in the sense that, like, oh, and also get your slaves, too, while you're at it. It doesn't say slavery is wrong or free slaves. It just says when you have slaves, make sure you cut their dick. Joseph is sold into slavery as a alternative to death. And that's definitely seen as a fucked up thing to do to sell your brother into slavery. Yeah. But it was know. better. And then the and I Jews are picture... enslaved and they're being beaten pretty harshly. The way I'm picturing it is, again, like Roman army comes takes over your land that's the uh, first worst thing that happens here is that they're just being imperialistic trampling all over your fucking herb garden and stuff killing everyone in their way yeah. now they kill your place they take over they're in charge now you become a slave because you're you know, normally they would only sell into slavery i think like the uh the, the combatants the captured prisoners of war yeah so okay Whichever you ones lost they didn't the rape and murder you yeah. lost the war you're a slave now was just how it was done and i think that's who the Bible speaking to saying, all right, if you're a slave, you know, do the best you can. There was a way to work off your slavery. It wasn't like American slavery where it was race related and indefinite, you know? Um, yeah. Which is it was, any race related slavery, wholesale, horrible thing. That's, that's the worst. But if it's like this war related thing, I just don't think it's easy to look at that in our context where it's like, okay, we captured this people's village and now they're a See, slave until they can work it off. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say, it's first wrong. of all, I'm not all saying slavery it's good. is wrong. You know, yes, I know. I agree completely. I, I think that uh, if, um, yeah, well, oh, in the context of war, which is also a horrible fucking thing. Yeah, war like, is the worst part of it. It's yeah. not the slavery. That's war. It's the fact, fact that there was a war, that they're killing people um, and butchering them and looting them. And then slavery is kind of the only option. It's like they're not going to give you welfare. They're not going to take care of you. They're not going to leave you to your demolished city. Like they just take you. They're going to give you a job. They're going to keep you busy. It's, um, yeah, it's still shitty. The, but the, the I guy don't know. had a couple of examples of he was trying to put into context how slavery can be okay. Uh, one example he said was like, okay, let's say you go to a restaurant and you don't have enough money to pay the bill. And they're like, all right, well, you got to wash dishes to pay off your debt. That's technically a form of slavery. He was like, so yep. Bible school. Uh, let's say you're a prisoner at like a federal penitentiary and they're like, okay, you also have to now, I don't know, break rocks with a fucking sledgehammer, you know? Okay. That's slavery. You're doing a job. You don't get a choice. You're, but you are a prisoner. So I like the idea of prisoners getting paid to rebuild infrastructure. Uh, I Is guess, that slavery? I, I, I think that's controversial these days Yeah, because We've industrialized the prison system so much. I know. Much. That's why I said infrastructure, like yeah, public. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so let's say you're a state and yeah. you need to pay money to rebuild your roads. You could raise taxes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then like the rich people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to have to pay taxes. They're like, okay, well, we have a bunch of uh, 
minorities that we can bust for drug charges and then make them build our roads for pennies. Like, oh, yeah, do that. Fuck. I thought I thought I was going to have to uh, affect my job creator status, but good. Well, that's why I'm saying that they should have to pay a livable wage that would go into a fund for when they got out. And then that way they wouldn't be so likely to turn to crime or whatever. I, I guess I'd just be okay with no slavery. But that's just me. That's just my atheist sensibility. Yeah, but think about the, the ability for them to put away some savings so that they can get an apartment and get a car payment and all that's that. A, that's, a, that's a longer, different conversation. I know. I don't know why we're talking about it. Yeah. We've gone far off base. Um, the point is, is Southern Baptists are opening. absolute shit. <laughs> agreed, agreed. This is going to be the cold opening where I sort of defended slavery a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Not even just a little. Let's, but but um, <laughs> let me say wholesale, slavery is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't support it in any form. I'm just trying to provide historical context to the kind of slavery we talk about in the Bible. Not, yep. no, no, not a single excuse for the American slave trade. That was the one of the worst atrocities, or the ever current Chinese iPod slave trade, yeah, or that, yeah. I mean, it's, or Qatar, yeah, it's, or any of those other, or Qatar, yeah. No excuses in this modern world. Really, you shouldn't. You really, people should be free. That's my stance. But any whatever. Form of slavery we'll in the, the past thousand years, especially. Yeah, it's kind of weird because any uh, race-based slavery. Maybe I've got some bias to it, but. For the most I part, I just sound almost, like an apologist still. Yeah, I know. Almost every Southern Baptist I've ever met, yourself included, kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, here, like the I remember, I remember I started going to church in high school. Uh, again, just because, like, I don't know, church became something different in high school because it was like fusion, you know, and they had like the youth pastors, and they're like, it was yeah, so cool. Yeah, we're gonna uh, fucking every Wednesday for two hours we play ping pong, and then we we have jalapeno have sex poppers with some and, of your fellow students. Yeah, and have sex with possibly. some of your fellow students. You know, it's all there. as it turned out. Oh, look, I'm a boy and you're a girl. It was cool. Happy. They had baristas, remember? Yeah, they had baristas. They had ping pong. Uh, they had a uh, GameCube with Wind Waker on it. It was a badass time. And then for like 15 minutes, some guy would come up there and be like, you know, guys, everyone talks about how to be cool, but was Jesus cool? I think he was cool. <laughs> and then he'd just play guitar for like 10 minutes. You're like, all right, can we go back to ping pong? Like, the fuck is this shit? It's fucking bullshit. Um, I will say the weirdest example I ever had in a church, uh, and this is probably all we have time for, but uh, have you ever been in a... Uh, I think it's called a lock-in. Yeah, like where they lock you in the church. Yeah, uh, 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 they call it a, a uh, yeah lock-in. Yeah, I guess I did. I went to one at the Catholic church, and it was one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. So first of all, I'm 15 years old. Uh, my mom had to drop me off. I didn't have a car, of course. Sure. And I wasn't part of the church. I was invited by like the friend of a friend, and I Oof. get there and I show up, and it's like. An even mix of like 30 girls, 30 guys. We're all like 15, 16 years old. There were a couple of older teenagers, like 19, who were also with us. And they just lock us in a church from like 8 o'clock at night to like 8 in the morning. And 90% of it was people fooling around and like making out in the hallways and like in closets. And then like... like, This is how the Catholics proliferate. (laughs) This is how they reproduce. all their horny teens into the Catholic This is church. them reaching out to millennials. Because I was like, I don't really get it. We're just here, and they're like, yeah, we're making mozzarella sticks, and we're getting taking our clothes off. I was like, huh, this is an interesting time. Yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah. like it. Uh, I wish the marinara <laughs> sauce was warmer, but yeah, I guess like, it's fine. I don't know. I like a hot cheese stick with cold marinara. But it was one of those things where, you know, you get into it later, and I'm like, I think about it now, and I go, what the fuck were they doing? Like, why would anyone think it was a good idea to lock a bunch of teenagers in the church? No, I think Overnight. I was right about 
they're trying to have babies. They're trying to make more. It's like that's why they, you can't have condoms if you're a Catholic. They're like natural family planning. Have you heard of that shit? Uh, yeah, they, they're just. Trying this isn't to... a whole. Well, okay, we're gonna save natural family planning for another cold open. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole street we can go down. Natural family planning. Yeah, we'll talk about contraceptives in the Bible. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's the weird thing. But yeah, I always, I always thought that. Uh, when I was looking at churches and stuff, my mom was always like, yeah, go to the Methodist church because they have like a lot more fun. I think the Baptists are angry about something. Not quite sure what they're so pissed about, but uh, I guess I realize Sla- no. The slaves, slaves got loose. Slaves got loose. Yeah, you got to catch them. Uh, all right. You ready to get well, into this? Speaking of, speaking of uh, contraceptives, do you know what's a real contraceptive? Is whenever your man rides off in his chariot after the Jews and gets uh, washed away. In the, in the <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> I you we just already t- alluded to it last episode because yeah, they yeah, were talking yeah. about it. So we're we're in a God. Are we in episode seventeen now? We're in episode seventeen. This is a Revelations podcast. It's the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. That's what we're doing here. Uh, besides t- just a little bit of stupid ass banter at the beginning, we're going to be r- tearing apart and the Bible. And daring, obviously, but it's more relevant. No, we're going to be going through the Bible. We're not tearing it apart, right? We're here to learn. We're here to be objective. We are here to uh, maybe become Christians. Right? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, so we're at, we're in Exodus. We're starting off this week on uh, chapter 14. Is that right? Yes, chapter yes, 14. chapter 14. 14. And uh, this is the Jews running away, uh, exodizing. So just again, I'm Kolduluski. I'm Grant Voiced. Oh, my God. Now, now we're switching. Now I'm all, I'm all excited. Um. So I, I will say this. The first time I read Exodus, it really made me feel more Christian. I remember reading uh-huh. it, and I wasn't atheist then. I just wasn't religious, but I was raised pseudo-Catholic, so it kind of was like, oh, yeah, God, and I read it. And I was like, God damn, this is how it went down? If there wasn't a guy coming down as a pillar of fire, how'd those Jews get out? How do you get two million Jews out of slavery? There's got to be God. It's a lot of Jews. It must be a miracle. It must be a miracle. And I never really looked back into it. But Wikipedia didn't really exist. There's no real way to check. I mean, I guess I could have talked to a sentient person, but I don't know. They all would have no. But um, I guess my point is is that uh, I got some news now. I've been reading it now. So uh, I know we said that So 430 years ago, there were 70 Israelites entering Egypt. And now there is 2 million? Somewhere there's about sure, yeah. So, so basically, Exodus two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the math, and that would imply a growth rate, a population growth rate of two point four percent. So it's possible. It's possible for seventy people to become two million in four hundred and thirty years if they have an average growth rate of about two point four percent. Put two point four percent into like understandable terms. What does that mean? What would that look like? How many people, how many children are each person having, each couple? Is that three? Oh, do you not have I that? have no idea. It's just 2.5, maybe. I don't know. 2.39. I don't know. Well, I, I can put it into these terms. Uh, currently, Israel's current growth rate is 2%. So they, oh, so totally doable. Yeah. Cur- their current growth rate is 2%. Currently, the U.S. growth rate is one8 What's Japan's? Japan is down there. I think 
I thought Japan was under one. I can't remember. But I will say this. Uh, in the top countries with the fastest growing population, currently the top growth rate is Oman. It's always Oman third world countries. Is Oman yeah. with a growth rate of 8.45%. Let me say this, though. If you're in Oman, quick uh, tourism board pitch for Oman. If you're in Oman, yeah. go to the city of Muscat. It's beautiful. I've been there. I've, I've oh laid on their gosh. beaches. I've gone to their swim-up bars at their at their resorts. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. So I guess my point is, if you were worried about the Jews re- re- replacing you, oh, man, have I got some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad for interrupting your joke. Yeah. <laughs> With your fucking so swim-up bar, you stupid ass. <laughs> well, swim-up bars are better than that joke, yeah, uh, objectively. True. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, currently, like, Israel's currently, I guess I could look it up, but who cares? Uh, but yeah, so so it's highly doable. It's actually a pretty reasonable growth rate for seventy okay. to turn into. That's fascinating. So it's not some ridiculous number. It actually could fit. Uh, but it, it, so so it's kind of interesting. So when last we left, these two million people. Wait, how many people were at Woodstock? Because that's sort of my benchmark. You uh, keep talking. I'll look that up. Woodstock population, nineteen. No, we're gonna do this on the podcast. Okay, Google. Four hundred thousand. Okay. Oh, there you go. Damn it, I was gonna. So I want you to remember, Woodstock was a fucking nightmare for logistics. Uh, I mean, they ran out of food and they ended up just throwing poop all over each other. Uh, But not in a desert. Not a bunch of former slaves escaping from uh, turmoil. Okay, who's more resourceful, um, a former slave or a hippie? (sighs) Yeah, thanks. I think I think it's got to be the. What do you think? That's a good. I mean, question. those were. I I pictured there was a lot of trust fund kids. These were these were like. No, it's not a good question. Uh, yeah, a, you're right. The slaves got to be way question. better. They. I, I bet you. Yeah. I bet you one in ten would know at Woodstock would know how to strangle a chicken and eat it. Well, uh, none of them would know how to make unleavened bread, and I'm, every Jew does. Yeah, every Jew does. I mean, I think the Woodstock, the most they could do is know how to rub grass on their armpits like some kind of makeshift deodorant and drop think. the shit out of some acid. <laughs> I'm not hitting on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not busting their nuts. It's or good nothing. for them, but, but yeah, it's not a. There's a reason that they ran out of food so fast. It's because they're like, no, man, we don't need systems. My throat's bro. so dry. <laughs> it's the fucking Patriot. Uh, that's a- I love Woodstock, just for the record. It's great. I'm glad they went out and did it. But yeah, I, I'm not going to give those people... No, l- let's talk about Burning Man. Okay. Because that's kind of more similar, right? They're in a desert. They do yeah. a really good job, don't they? Yeah, I think... Let's look at Burning Man population. This is great. This is a good podcast. This is a good use of our time. <laughs> uh, all I wanted to compare oh. was the logistics 70,000 in Yeah, so child's play. So child's play. That's fucking nothing. But yeah, yeah. my point is, is that trying to keep two million people uh, alive in the desert uh, with water and food and stuff, highly high logistics. Woodstock couldn't well, do it, and that was a but we of it. we figure half. out why it's so possible. I think in this episode, well, so it's, it's not that it's, big. Of a it's deal. through God. It's through God. Yeah, obviously, God's doing it. he's got to make well, sure there's uh, a lot of porta okay. potties that there's bottled water. All right, I'm going to check you here for a second okay. because what you're doing. Is you're getting a little too literal with this. Okay. Um, and by literal, I mean you're being a little too uh, observable, physical world with this. If we're going to read this, we have to assume that there's the possibility that this God, that God does exist and that he is doing things, in which case it really is no big deal, right? Sure. So that's what I'm I'm just saying. Don't, don't knock it until you consider. Like, the, yeah. If 
if God, if these are God's people and he is leading them out of Egypt, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be pretty easy for him to, well, no spoilers, but make them live, make them Keep survive. them alive. It does. I mean, I, I don't know. My, my, the point is my If we Bible, assume the plagues are real, my Bible we assume what's a, about to My Bible makes a big fucking deal about it. Like, only through God's grace could all these people be kept alive. Which is fair, because I watched that documentary on the Fire Festival, and it is... <laughs> these logistics, <laughs> these... <laughs> These logistics are no joke. You know? We need a music festival podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we just compare about... them to the Jews leaving Egypt. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do an episode great. on that Tumblr con. Great. Um, so, yeah, when last we left these Hebrews, they had just escaped Egypt and were now essentially just wandering the wilderness. Yes. But with some leadership of a pillar of cloud slash column of fire, depending on what time of day it was. And now he's led them um, through the desert for a while, got him being God, and it's time to flex one last time. So all ten plagues, as we discussed in the last couple episodes, were flexes, right? It was for God to show his power. Nothing wrong with that. He's a powerful God. Nothing wrong with that. And the the Egyptians did enslave people, which I will reiterate. I think is a bad thing. Slavery. <laughs> yeah, me think she is... does protest too much, but yeah. <laughs> Slavery is a bad thing, and God is punishing the Egyptians for enslaving the Israelites, who, let's remember, just hooked Egypt up and made them the most prosperous nation at that time. Uh, it is, through Joseph. It is kind of weird because now that we've been talking about slavery, I'm starting to remember all this shit. But uh, now we got to go back. No, I know, but Joseph enslaved the whole nation uh, 430 years ago, so it's kind of. It's kind of like, oh, well, now that the Jews are enslaved, now slavery is wrong. Like, it's that kind of weird. That's a good take. It's kind of weird that people are like, oh, Moses is a story about freedom from the tyranny of the Egyptians. I'm like, well, fucking Joseph was very happy to enslave an entire nation. I just think it shows that God is not okay with slavery, but is okay with sharecroppers. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> or <laughs> Jim Crow uh, feudalism. Yeah. Feudalism. So uh, at this point, God uh, God talks through Moses, as he has been uh, doing quite often, and says, all right, tell the Israelites, uh, turn back and encamp near Piharoth between Migdal and the sea, which obviously is where J.R.R. Tolkien got a lot of ideas for naming things, because exactly. holy shit, that is ridiculous. Uh, and again, So here's the thing, and then God's like, don't worry, Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain over honor over Pharaoh and over his army, blah, blah, blah. So the Egyptians may know that I am Lord. So uh, it's like a weird, it's like when you pretend you're drunk right before a fist fight so that they lower their guard so Ooh. that you can grab them by the dick and just hold tight. You just got their balls by your hand. You're like, ah, and they're just like, please let go. Please let go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We all that's know. That's my worst nightmare. That's boss um, rooting style right there. <laughs> looky, looky what we have here. <laughs> um, and so uh, what's, what's funny is that like you feel when they leave Egypt that it's like, all right, God got his taste. Right. God got to f- got to show his power to all the Jews, and you think he's done. It really does give you that feeling, right? Right. Like, they left. Now it's all talking about the future. It's talking about, all right, we're going to avoid these peoples. We're going to go towards the sea. Da, 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 da. You think we're done with the Egyptians. And then God says, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart one more time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I can teach him just, another lesson. Like, I haven't already taught. Didn't he just ask you to bless him? Didn't he just say, your God is good. Get out of here. And, God, and Pharaoh's like, I'm not done with you yet, you know? 
No, yeah, but it wasn't. Pharaoh doesn't even have a choice again. Right. Right. It says God once more. So Pharaoh is happy. He's in Egypt. His he lost his firstborn. His his country is in shambles. It's his destroyed. people are mourning, and uh, and God's like, whoa, wait, I have an idea. <laughs> I have a sweet prank. You want to and, and, find Pharaoh? And goes into Pharaoh's brain and says, no, no, no. You want to check? You want to chase the Jews? You want, you want to go after the Israelites? You want to slaughter them or bring them back to be your slaves again? And what's hilarious is it says that uh, once they, he was told that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We let the Israelites go. We, we can't. We, we need them to, to do work. How short is your memory? Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. So you're legitimately he... confused at why you let the Israelites. So, yeah, uh, this is Exodus 14, 5. Uh, the king of Egypt sees that the people have fled and they're now lost in the woods. And the servants go to the Pharaoh and be like, hey, what are, are you some kind of stupid? Why would you let the Israelites go? I mean, we need them serving us. Like, what? What? Who just lets people go over nothing? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Ten plagues doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> yeah, it, which is so crazy because God specifically said that the whole reason for the plagues was so that they would remember him and know that my power is God. And, and it's been one week since I had some plagues. And they're just and like, I already forgot. You know, like they're just sitting there eating dinner and like, why the fuck are, why is this place so dusty? What the fuck's going on? Where <laughs> are our slaves? <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> oh, we let them go last week. What? Why? Who's going to bury my dead kid? Don't remember what happened there, but someone's got to take a grave. Someone killed my children. Uh, yeah, it's weird that the the intention was that the Egyptians would write down and remember the plagues, but it has been, like I said, a week or so. They completely forgot that the plagues happened, apparently. That is a typical theme, though, because if you remember when Joseph's in prison, the he tells the baker, hey, uh, when you go... Uh, oh, the, the, the oh, he forgets. He's like, he goes to the government, okay, when you go to Pharaoh, you remember me. I did a miracle for you. You remember God's power. And he's like, oh, totally, bro. I'll remember this forever. And then he forgets it immediately. And then these plagues keep happening and they're like, okay, you remember this shit. We have a pact. And he's like, yeah, bro, totally. We're, I'll never forget this day. I'll never forget it forever. And then like the next day he's like, what was that? Are, Are the Egyptians s- just chronically forgetful? Is that why they have Maybe. to write things down? Is that why they learn to write? <laughs> so they have like a severe form of amnesia slash, uh, Alzheimer's. They're like the chick Maybe. from 51st dates. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They're like the guy from Memento. They just got to keep writing shit down. So that they'll remember that they got to kill the Israelites, you know? I believe it. Yeah. Uh, now now that I've thought this through, it kind of does make sense that God is kind of like, okay, I'll do another plague. You guys are going to remember this one, right? They're like, I'll never forget this day. And then God's like, okay. It's, and then as they're leaving, the Israelites, the the Egyptians are like, where are those Israelites? And God's like, I, all right, I'll do it again. It's going to stick this time, me, I'm sure. Yeah, and maybe this is, this is such a weird uh, tangent because this should come up every time that we get through another story about, about the Israelites. Uh-huh. God made these people. Yeah. By this book, God made these Egyptians. Yeah, they're they're your hand. I mean, it's kind of like at this point yeah. now they're so. They're it kind of so, makes me queasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all either. It definitely doesn't make any sense. But it, so, so Pharaoh is like, you know what? Why did I let those guys go? I can't remember. Son, come in here. We're gonna wait. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> oh, where's my oldest son? Yeah, what the fuck? Where'd he go? He must be out. He must be out. Somewhere. So he. So Pharaoh gathers up his whole army. It's funny. It says that he gathers his 600 best chariots. 
and all his other chariots. <laughs> you could have just, just called that all your chariots. Get my four fastest ships and also every other ship. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So it all does the ships, say that distinctly like, for the stupid? record. Yeah. Um, so he gets all his chariots, all his horsemen, it says, which is funny. Because if you look at any uh, concordance, the concordances now recognize, all right, the Egyptians didn't use horsemen. So they're probably just talking about chariots, which is weird because they also mention chariots. Have it, did you see that? Um, well, it does say chariots, but they didn't have horses. Is that what you're trying to imply? No, no, no. So it says um, they got their, tr- their chariots, horsemen, and troops. Oh. Right? But okay, what's your point? Uh, in my concordance, it says, all right, we've recognized at this point that at that time, the Egyptians would not have had horsemen. They didn't have people that rode horses. That's true because the horses would have been sometime around... Uh... Oh, God, the Scythians. Yeah, so the Egyptians did not have horse riding capabilities. So the the concordances explain it away by saying, well, when it says horsemen, it's just talking about chariots, which is weird because they What are they, they doing, also... chariots without horses? Is it just a bunch of guys kicking them around like the Flintstones? Like, what are you fucking No, what, what it is is it's they were, this story was written down after the fact. Obviously, and they didn't but... think about that the Egyptians wouldn't have had horsemen because why would they know? Oh, almost like as if it wasn't written by Moses. But it said was womp. written because Moses didn't exist, and it was written hundreds of years later. Go figure. And they didn't have they they didn't they didn't they didn't spend the time on research like we did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't look stupid. it up on Wikipedia. And, and with this, the this is one of the more glaring stupidity things that I've seen, and it's funny because uh, the way that the concordance explains it away is just pathetic. I mean, really. <laughs> the Pharaoh got into his 1984 Supra and he chased him across the <laughs> desert. <laughs> I feel, I feel like Mike Pence wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're like, quick, go to the uh, pyramids filled with grain and we'll chase after them. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so so it's a, an anachronism, but fine. Uh, this is a funny bit. So the Pharaoh closes on the Israelites in his chariots or something. Who knows? His, uh, his DeLorean. And... Uh, the Israelites look up and all of a sudden they see Pharaoh coming at them and they cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Imagine if the people of Jonestown had had this logic. Yeah. yeah. These Israelites are woke. Uh, but my favorite thing is like, so the next one, Egyptian, uh, Exodus 14, 12 is this not the word that we told you in Egypt? Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. What a bunch of shitheads. A bunch of Uncle Chimes. <laughs> Be like, you know what? I was fine being a slave. I liked it. It was three hots in a cot. I had my fucking brick making. I was busy. I had, uh, you know, I had a, a boss or something, a 401k, I'm sure. And now we're in Absolutely the fucking desert. We're in the fucking desert to die. Like, that is it's a, a reasonable complaint, though. I mean, but I, I think also, I don't remember them saying that there's no mention in the Bible. It just sounds like after the fact, they're like, I told you this was going to happen. No, you fucking didn't. Now that it's gone south, all of a sudden, now you're going to try to tell me that you told me so. You didn't tell me so. I remember. I don't know. You were thought, all thought, about it. I thought there was something. Uh, now I am I'm don't have an answer for you, but I thought there was a part where they were like, uh, are you sure about this? No, I I don't know. We'll, we'll check. But well, there's me, two million of them, so yeah, certainly yeah, some, some of them. them. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, it's like it's like when you like are playing out a bank robbery and 
you're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'll be the lookout guy. And then the second the cops show up, you're like, I told you this was a bad idea. No, you didn't. You're the one that, it was your idea this whole time. You just, you just shot a teller in the face. You got to think that some of them were wary. I mean, why are we going to follow this weird dude with a lisp? who grew up in Egyptian royalty into the desert. Like, this is clearly a Jonestown situation. And again, there is two million of them, so the odds of this game of telephone haven't gotten to all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm sure by, like, the eighth person, you're like, what happened? Oh, yeah, Moses went in there and he threw a monkey on the ground and it ate their monkeys. What? (laughs) That actually is how I'm going to write my fanfic (laughs) of the Bible. monkey. Yeah, yeah, and it wore sandals. They're like, I don't, this isn't making any sense. Why would the... Like The the next part reminds... Did you ever watch The Rocketeer? Uh, I have not seen The Rocketeer now. God. Okay, well, I guess we're not doing this bit. <laughs> uh, I'll pretend I did, if that helps. No, it's it wouldn't help, because I need you to like respond as if you saw it, which wouldn't work. Oh, because great. You well, I'm glad we're wasting a lot of fucking time on this podcast talking <sighs> well, about Well, maybe if you had seen. any, even a modicum of culture, <laughs> that we wouldn't uh, get Just do your like joke this. anyway, I'm sure. One well, it's not a joke. It's, it was more of an observation, is that uh, there's a scene in The Rocketeer where... He first gets the rocket. It's a Nazi invention. Good old American boy, American apple pie style kid finds the rocket. Are you going to interrupt me with your little? Yeah, I am a little. (laughs) So he gets a hold of this Nazi technology and learns to fly it because he's a pilot. And uh, his buddies are putting on an air show. And one of the planes, um, the guy knocks himself out with a stick. And he's going to he's going to crash. And the whole audience is freaking out. And uh, the Rocketeer is going up there to save him, right, out of the plane as it's crashing. And the audience is like, ah, ah he's going to crash. And the, uh, the announcer is like, no, don't worry. It's all part of the show. It's all part of the show. <laughs> but he's starting to cry. Okay. And that's what I see here where Moses is like, no, <laughs> okay. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. This and is exactly will, as I said it would happen. You yeah. will see the deliverance of the Lord today. Don't worry. This is we're supposed to be lost in the desert on the coast of the sea with all these chariots rushing toward us. This is what God wants. <laughs> I was thinking it was like when your buddy and knob gets his gut shut out and he's like, How does it look? And you're like, Looks great. <laughs> Just a bunch of intestines splayed out all over the grass. You're like we're going to be so... Uh, you're going to get a ride home, buddy. We're going to see you. We're going to laugh about this someday. Oh, I'm crying now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're in the back. And this is interesting. So, yeah, Moses is like, don't worry, you fucking Israelites. It's going to be okay. Stop complaining all the time, complaining, you guys. But, yes. Um, God tells Moses... Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And they're like, there's a lake in front of us. And he's like, yeah, just keep going. Obviously, I'm going to. God is so uh, condescending about all this. <laughs> like, why would this be obvious? Like, why do you cry to me? Why do you think? Like, what do you support? You know, you made you gave me these emotions and instincts. It's right? like, like you have to understand my internal workings. But more why importantly, think... he sicked the Pharaoh on them. It's like if I had a kid. And for fun, I would just sick my dog on it and just bite in the leg and the kid scream. I'm like, why are you screaming? Just <laughs> just fight the dog. Yeah, what's going on? Obviously, you know, yeah, it's your dog. Oh, man, yeah, this is getting worse and worse. And so uh, God says, all right, so what you're going to do? Fine, fine, fine. You're going to keep, you kid with a, with a dog chewing on your leg, you're going to keep whining. All right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to raise your staff. You're going to stretch it out your hand over the sea, and it'll split the water right in half, right? Then you guys walk through, and he's, he's where he gets into, like, a heist mode. 
He's like, you guys are going to walk through, and then all the Egyptians are going to try and chase you to make you slaves again, and I'm going to wash them away. Yeah, I will right? gain honor with it. Uh, one of the interesting things is, I don't know if Ears makes this point, but in Exodus 14, 16, uh, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. My concordance damn near explodes and come over this. Because it's like, see, see, the ground wasn't even damp. It wasn't wow. even moist. It was dry ground. Only God could just get the ground dry. Yeah. Because before this point, I was thinking maybe it was just aliens. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just like, like imagine if I was like, hey, don't worry, I'm going to split the water. And they're like, but it's still muddy. I'm like, dry that would be annoying if you have like yeah it's just sticky it your kids smells and stuff. like the wharf at low tide but yeah. uh it was dry uh and the angel of god who went before the camp of israel moved and went between them and the pillar of cloud went before them and stood but so basically the angel of god yeah you can paraphrase that what are you doing you just said like an hour-long story about the rocketeer i'm sorry Yeah, but that's because people are here to not be read the Bible. (sighs) Yeah, they're here to get an adaptation of the Rocketeer. Uh, But anyway, so the (laughs) angel of God goes between. seconds long. So my point is is that he gets in between them so that the Egyptians can kind of, like, I guess they can't see because it's, like, foggy. They can't because up to this point, the pillar of cloud slash column of fire, whichever you want to call it, is leading them, right? It's ahead of them. They follow it. At this point, they're against the water, and it goes. It flips, and it gets behind them. And makes a wall. It builds the wall between them and the Egyptians. It's a column of smoke. So you got to imagine it's like the mist, the Stephen King story. Right. And I'm just picturing that a couple Egyptians walked into it and just got like yoinked by God. Yeah. You think? I mean, it's... If, an... I, if I made the movie, that would So happen. yeah. So to paraphrase, uh, the God creates a giant wall to keep out this caravan of Egyptians from desecrating these uh, beautiful Israelites. Texas. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texas book. Um, so he provides light to the Israelites in the nighttime and cloud to the Egyptians. They can't see, but the Israelites can. Such such is the glory of God. And so what's fascinating is that this miracle takes a while, which is weird because it's God. So it says that Moses did stretch out his arms. And over the course of the night, over the entire night, God drove back the sea with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, which is bizarre. Like, right? Isn't this a little weird? Yeah, I mean... It took all night? Yeah, it definitely seems like, uh, I mean, the same God created the heavens and the firmament. Well, okay, it did take him an entire day to create uh, the light. <clears throat> it's true, but you got to, like, so isn't there some formulas some probably yeah, with that? I guess, probably. But anyway, so it takes him all night, but he creates, he parts the waters. We've all seen this shit. And there were a wall of water to their left and the right, and the ground was dry. And it must have been pretty wide because, again, there's a ton of them. And we talked about this earlier a couple episodes ago, but there's a lot of like biblical apologists that try to describe how this could happen naturally. And it is a thing where a strong wind over the course of time will draw, like, make a passage across a shallow body of water. I guess. Of course, the problem here is that it probably wouldn't be dry. Yeah, it'd be more And it also shit. wouldn't form walls on both sides, so it doesn't really line up. Yeah. Ah. Um, so the, the Egyptians pursue them into the water, and uh, he troubled the arm. So God sees the Egyptians. He, he basically releases the uh, cloud. The Egyptians fall in there, but he troubles them and causes like the wheels to come off their chariots and shit, so they get stuck out there. 
And then Lord says to Moses, all right, now stretch your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And he drowns every last one of them. Badass. However, it's made no mention. The, the only one that specifically stated that they died is the army of the Pharaoh. And it is sort of implied that the Pharaoh lives. Is that your interpretation? Um, I didn't gather whether or not he did. I was kind of looking at that wondering. I assume he died. It doesn't matter really though, right? Like they're out of the story now. Uh, yeah. And he sees the Egyptians down the other side. And then Israel saw the great work, which the Lord had done by drowning all these people. And so the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Time for a party, right? Yeah. 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 Ah, they're all dead. Fuck those guys. Um, Something I thought was interesting. Uh, again, talking to the historicity. I think I'm, I still have not checked to see if that's an actual word. It's a word. Keep um, with it. So a lot of people think that this would be either Thutmose the second, the pharaoh in question. Because everyone's like, oh, well, he had a very short reign and he didn't leave an heir. But that's not true. In the 1870s, everyone was like, it's Thutmose the second. But it's not true. Thutmose the second did have a son. Thutmose the third and Thutmose the second and Thutmose the third, if I'm pronouncing those right, literally were the pharaohs during Egypt's greatest power. So, so no. So no, this does not correspond to any historical. There's no reference at this point in time, allegedly, if we can say it's time, but there's no, first of all, there's no part in Egypt's history that really matches these events. But if we state that 1889, 1899 or whatever was when, uh, Joseph came into play and that the 1400s is when Moses does this shit. 1400s was right around the time that uh, Thutmose III was just raiding Syria and building pyramids and kicking the shit out of everybody. Sure. So not being completely crippled. Yeah. So if you compare it to Egypt's actual history, there's no real mass destruction. doesn't make any sense. Probably the Egyptians are lying so that we don't believe the Bible. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a black God made them lie, so that we wouldn't oh, know. We yes. have to have faith. Yeah, it's, it's 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 very fun to just say that everyone's actions are God doing it against their will. That's what I always I said. It. Like they're like, where have you been? And what do you smell like cologne? I'm like, ah, God, God hardened me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Exodus 14, Exodus 15, the Song of Moses. This is. Stupid. I hate it. I don't get it. What, what, what do you get from Exodus 15? Let's let's Google it. Huh? Okay. You like how it sounds kind of like Google yeah, it? I get that you want to marry him. James yes, L. Kugel is my it. favorite yes. author. Yes. Uh, what Kugel points out in this, James L. Kugel, author of How to Read the Bible, is that this is the only example in the entire Bible of a group prophecy. So all these people, if you read the story, yeah, for a second they talk about what had happened. What he just did to Pharaoh and his people. Well, let, but it's a song. Talk, we're, we're reading a song. So in case you're it's wondering a song. in the audience. Yeah, all yeah. of chapter 15, almost all of chapter 15, is a song. It's the people singing the world's first worship song. Okay. Um, the first part is them paraphrasing. We're not going to read it because that's why you're here. So you don't have to hear this. But they're paraphrasing the entire story of the of the escaping the Egyptians. Um, but... They also then get into what's going to happen next, and it's all prophetic. It's near the end, uh, which is interesting. That all these people are prophesying together. 
Another weird thing, if you look at uh, verse 2 of chapter 15, it says, uh, yada, yada, the Lord's my strength, he's my God, and I will praise him. The word they actually use uh, for he is my God, they're saying this, this is God. Uh Um, It implies, by the word usage, that God is literally in front of them and that all these people saw actual God. So they're singing to the pillar? No, like, to that's the angel, the oh. to God. This is God. Now, obviously, that's open for interpretation a little bit, but there is definitely the possibility that actual God is standing in front of them, that they're seeing him in all his glory, that they're singing this to him. Um, so it talks about what he does. Let's blaze to this. And then it gets to, starting at verse 12 through 17, it's talking about the future, everything that they're going to do. Uh, dealing with other nations, which comes up pretty fast for us. Well, um, yeah, I guess what my concordance states is that this is referencing the fact that they really expected that they're going straight to uh, Canaan, that they're going to kick the shit out of the Philistines and they're going to go straight home. They're like, yeah. don't worry, you guys, a week tops, we're going to be there. Womp womp. But there's a lot of people in Canaan since they left uh, 400 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they sing about it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're going to kill the Moabs. We're going to kill the Edomites. We're going to kick the shit out of the Canaanites. We're going to beat all of them away. We're going to That's right. drop a and, fucking uh, haymaker on them. Miriam is being a prophet. Um, it's great. All the women are dancing with her because we have to have some sort of a separation. <laughs> segregation. <laughs> They're, so, that, so, so that song finishes... But the children of Israel were on dry land in the midst of the sea, blah, blah, blah. Hooray. And then So now they are um, on the other side of the Red Sea in the desert of Shur. And it's been a few days, and they haven't found water. And if you know anything about uh, surviving in a desert, after a few days, you're actually quite dead. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you drink water. your own piss. It, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen you, can bear girls, you can bear girls for like another couple hours maybe, but that's not going to... It's diminishing returns. It's not a great hour. You have to trade. You just, the thing is, you just can't drink your own piss. You have to drink oh, your you neighbor's piss. So it's like she's popping a squat over your face, and you're just hoping you can catch it. <laughs> in, your, oh, in your gaping boy. Mall. I was thinking it was more like a fucking chain link fence. That's <laughs> I'll just then say. you forgot women existed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they, they haven't had water for a while, and the people are grumbling. God, why are they grumbling? They haven't had water in three days? BFD, bro. <laughs> Shut up. What's the problem? Yeah. So Moses cries out to the Lord. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, they're at a place called Mara. And Mara means bitter. So I want you to guess, Cole. What does the water taste like at Mara? <laughs> I'm guessing it's bitter. Wow, <laughs> You're a prophet. Well, I love that. I love that also they're like surprised. They're like, they're like, what's the name of this town? It's called Bitter Water. Like, okay. Hey, Moses, this water ain't no good. Like, yeah. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Here's the laziest writing I've seen yet is uh, chapter 15, verse 25. Moses cried out to the Lord and showed him a pe- and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it in the water and the water became fit to drink. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, like that's, <laughs> that's the miracle. The story. Like, uh, he's like, he's like, God, the water is bitter and my people, all two million of them. They're so thirsty. And he's like, all right, I see that branch right there. And he's like, yeah, throw in the water. He's like, okay, all right, problem solved. There you <laughs> go. So now they have good water. Um, that's nice. And then they kept walking. So <laughs> I kind drank. of, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about. But so 
Bitter water, I think, might be a reference to like a hot spring. Like sulfides. Sulfuric. Sulfides yeah. in water can make it taste like absolute shit. Uh, and it I is a you acidic. You throw wood in there. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I have no idea. I guess you could do a, like this is this is I, this, this is no one's gonna be interested in this. But when I worked as a chemist, we would uh, leach out sulfides from some of our uh, catalysts. So you can, especially for hydrogen sulfide, you probably could put a very basic thing in there and leach out the salts and pull out the gas and who the fuck so, cares? But so you're saying maybe he put in a basic branch? <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. It's entirely possible. I think I'm correct on that. If assuming it's the same sulfides, but oh yeah, definitely that was. I, I don't know if those. That was a real snoozer. You told us. Yeah, that god damn. For anyone listening, but uh, <laughs> if you want to get into the deets, I don't know that it matters. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah, but here's the thing, and the is this God saying uh, Exodus fifteen twenty six? If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandments. And keep all this, oh my God, it's too, I, I was going to read it, but it's so fucking long. God damn, I hate yeah. this book. But uh, yeah, sum it up. I will put none of the diseases on which you I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So, I don't know, it's like cool, I guess. He's like, listen, if you guys stick with me, I'm going to keep you safe. Look, I put a stick in the water, you're all good now. Sure. It was considerate that uh, he wouldn't give them the same plagues he gave to their mortal enemies. Yeah. Right? That's thoughtful. So we roll into 16 now. We wrap They're at a limb where there were a bunch of water wells and palm trees, so it's a great place. Horrible place. Huh. I mean, there there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees, which obviously isn't enough for 2 million people. Yeah, yeah. Probably 8 people even using those palm trees. You can we're, set up a couple of hammocks. Yeah. We're probably down below 2 million, though, right? I mean, it's three days without water. None of the elderly survived. I would hope so. So the whole Israelite community uh, sets out, they get to a desert, and desert's going to desert, right. right? And they're starting to freak out a little bit, and uh, God basically says, I'm going to test them, right? This is so bizarre to me, is that they want food, obviously, because otherwise you would die. That's how God made us. And uh, God says, all right, I'm not just going to give them food, Moses. Let's turn this into a game. Saul. <laughs> this is basically the prequel to Saul. Right. And so what God's going to do is, yeah, he's going to put food on the ground for them every morning, but they're going to have very specific rules about how to get the food because why would you make this easy? I mean, I mean we got rules on how you do your dick, rules on how to do the Passover. Yeah, why not? So rules on how you get your food. God's got time on his hands to make the uh, hoops pretty uh you know, hoop-like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a video game. Um, and so God says, all right, uh, to, through Moses. It, it's really, it, did you get confused a lot during this part? Because it, it talks about who's talking, and it's going between Moses and Aaron and God, and it's like really Yeah, bizarre. it's a bit weird. So, again, so here's chapter 16. The, the children of Israel are complaining yet again. They're like, oh, we're going without food and water. You know, in Egypt, we had food and water. You were a fucking slave back then. Yeah, well, I had food and water, you know. Maslow's hierarchy, bro. Yeah, well, you you're free now. Free to do what? Die in the desert? Oh, thank you for this freedom. Oh, I have all. I can go wherever I want in this endless waste. Oh, thank you so much, Moses. You fucking brilliant genius, dickbag. <laughs> but so he's like, all right, all right, I got a plan for you. 
In the morning, I will rain bread from heaven, and the people shall go and grab basically just what they need. You're just supposed to grab as much as you can eat and then bring it back. No, no, no. You're supposed to grab exactly one omer per person. Oh, that's right. One omer. Which is a two liter. So just imagine the oh. amount of Mountain Dew you normally drink in a day. That much bread. Okay, I love that you at least complain it because at the end of it, it's like now an omer is one tenth of an effa. I was like, oh, thanks for clearing that up. It's so, yeah, it's about two liters of bread. One tenth of an effa. So uh, describe the manna. So he, he creates manna from heaven. What does this stuff look like? Uh, it's bread. So it comes down in like wafers. Um, I was actually looking up a recipe so that I could make it. Um, they said it was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. When the so in the morning, well, I, okay, so let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, so Aaron talks to the congregation. He's like, "Don't worry, food's been taken care of." Uh, Lord God goes to Moses. Like I've heard the complaints of Israel. God, oh, constant. Um, speak to them, saying, "At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am your Lord, your God." So that evening, a shit ton of quails come over and cover the whole camp. I'll eat the fuck out of some quails. I would eat, the, tell you oh, what. I would eat so much quail meat. Uh, my concordance says this was like normal. Like in the spring, quail regularly migrate across the Sinai Peninsula. So, Again, why does the concordance always have to try and give uh, a physical, real-world explanation? <laughs> Clearly, we're beyond the pale here. We're past the point of you being able to explain this with, with natural And it's phenomena. also kind of weird because it's like basically stating like, well, that would have happened normally. Like, God's just yeah. taking credit for, like, oh, and then that day, a bunch of quail came over. Like, well, yeah, the quail were coming over anyway. That's just, there's always a ton of quail on these days. It's super confusing. It's super, uh, it just feels like there's some sort of distance going on. And then God caved down and summoned the love bugs to ruin my fucking paint job on my car. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happens. That shit happens. I don't, I don't know why God's got to get involved, take credit. Uh, and then in the morning, there was a layer of dew on the ground, and when the dew lifted, there was this small round substance that was the bread. Tasted like honey. Delicious. Um, one of the weird things that I saw is that uh, in verse 8, chapter 16, verse 8, it says, Moses said, also said, um, you will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because he heard your grumbling against him. And then verse 10 says that, all right, Aaron is now speaking to the Israelites. Verse 11, the Lord says to Moses, I've heard your grumbling. Tell them at twilight they will eat meat, and in the morning they will be filled with bread. Why was that after? I, the th- I why did God? it makes sense. Yeah. Something I, I think th- that, that was, thought was interesting uh, is that God is definitely, do you think God wishes he hadn't heard their groans that first time? Like, remember, because he was up in wherever the fuck he was. He was on vacation, and then he heard the groans of the Israelites under bondage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he remembered. He'd been ignoring them for 430 years, and he's like, oh, what's this groaning I hear? Hold on, guys. Don't worry. I got you. You're not going to have to groan anymore. I'm going to save you from the Egyptians. And then no matter what he does, they're like, oh, now my toes hurt. Like, (sighs) It's like he put a tied a string around his finger to remember that he left them in Egypt. Uh, to be captivated. Yeah, yeah, captivated. They were so enthralled. <laughs> no, captivated means that you're held captive. Uh, right? That's probably got to be like an old I think enthralled kind of means the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, anyways, that they were sucks. held captive. And so he he, held, he has a, a string. He's like, all right, uh, you know, I need to go back in and help them get out. 
And then like it's been four hundred years, and he's like, "Why do I have this string on my?" <laughs> he's like, "Do I have to go to the post office?" I fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the, the Israelites. Yeah, yeah, gotta get that. My growth, chosen one. Gotta get that growth looked at. Uh, that growth of Israelites I left in Egypt. I gotta get it looked at. All right, that's sounding a little, a little like my struggle, but okay. Um, for they did not know. So the children of Israel go out there. They see this weird. It kind of uh, what was that weird bread that the elves used in Lord of the Rings? Oh, uh, Limbus. Limbus. That sounds about right. But uh, it's... damn, I can't believe I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's some super weird fucking bread. It's all over the ground. They pick it up. They're like, "Hey, this is kind of tasty." Uh, but let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. Very common. And that's the game. That's the game part of it. Is that okay, I'm going to feed you every day. I'm going to put the bread on the ground for you to pick up, but do not get greedy. Which is weird because, I don't know, why not? Uh, why not just grab his... What if you end up feeling a little extra famished today because you did a lot of work? Like, well, uh, I mean, exactly, yeah. I mean, you, you. he's like, put this all out here, and they're like, oh, I'm going to... I think it's like, a, again, it's like a... You ever seen like a, an Easter egg hunt gone wrong? Where yeah, there's eggs I, everywhere. Yes, I've seen an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's like, okay, there's enough Easter eggs for everyone to get like 50. That's a ton of eggs. You guys can get as many eggs as you want. There's little bits of chocolate. And there's just like the like the three kids and their mothers just grabbing it. Like, we're going to get 100 eggs. You know, you're like, hey, there's enough eggs. Just Why? Get, get, Why are you doing Get that? one Omer of eggs. It's one. Yeah, and then go to the store and buy a bag of chocolate for $3 yeah. if you need more. Just get one-tenth oh. of an effa of eggs, you greedy. The, so there's two. I see two sides to this. One is that, um, and it talks about later on. It talks about okay, you got to get twice as much on the sixth day because the Sabbath you're not supposed to go out and gather uh, manna. And so yes, that's the exception to the rules. You gather twice as much so you can chill out. And it said that some people still um, were trying out to find, going out to try and find some on the Sabbath. And of course there wasn't any. And this pisses God off. And so the two sides to this that I see are one: why do you got to be that way? God, why do you, why, why does it have to be so specific? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, for the Israelites that weren't listening, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, like what have you have you not been paying attention? That have you not seen ten plagues? Have you not seen the seas open before you and then close on your enemies? Have you not seen God put bread on the ground like dew every morning that evaporates with the sun? Like what? What, what, what? How, how? And I, yeah, uh, so anytime that they went out and grabbed like extra bread, like, oh, this will save me, it would turn into, it would breed worms and stank. Big deal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, every man according, so they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, the proletariat, and, uh, <laughs> and when the sun became hot, it melted and blah, 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 and they grabbed more food, and then the Sabbath comes down, and they bake it and again the, he's like listen this is the lord god where he can make bread that disappears every day and then on the sabbath it doesn't disappear and they're like fuck oh my god magic uh david blaine yeah cheat codes mm. uh so they call they call it manna and it's a brief description it was white like a coriander seed and tasted like a wafer made with honey which sounds ooh, all right yeah, kind of like nice. i like the idea here's what i like mm. the idea of that you kill some quail at night Right. You roast it up. You save some of that meat, and it's like gotten a little dried out, but it's still like good meat in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's cool. 
and you just wrap it up with some of this honey wafer. Ooh, it actually mm. doesn't seem that bad. I mean, honestly, for you people to be in, uh, you people to be in the desert, yeah. and still complaining wow. that you don't have enough food. Honey bread, not bad. Not bad way to go. I don't honey have bread it. and quail. Yeah, honey and bread whole and quail. quail. Do you have any idea what I eat for dinner? And I'm an American. You know, I'm about as good as it gets. I'm assuming one thousand cheese. I don't get <laughs> three thousand. Last I heard, uh, but uh, it's going through the roof. Uh, you know, like uh, it's better than ramen. Shit, that's true. No, it's it's very good food. Uh, not a lot of vegetables, though. I will say what, that. What I love is that. Okay, so then the seventh day comes out, and he already done told him that's the Sabbath. Don't go out. But some of the people went out on the seventh day, but they found none. And God said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Settle down, right? It's kind of a, so it is kind of a weirdly high standard. Two million people, most of which have never even heard of you, you know. There's a few of the elders that have seen your miracles and whatever, and certainly... Everyone remembers Bloody Water Day, you know. Doesn't say everyone know. Everyone has heard of him. They all saw him. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, they, they saw the giant pillar. They all praised him yeah. after they, and they all praised him after they crossed the the sea. Yeah, and he's just. They like, all know who God is. There's no. Question I think it's that. just more of a testament to like how shitty people are. You know, you're like, yeah, okay, it, it is that it is. I don't like either side of this equation, though. You know, like like um. I feel like God and Moses, they're like the management of Best Buy. And they're like, this is going to be the best Black Friday ever. Hey, guys, we set up new lines and uh, we've got extra checkout counters. And then the mob just hits the door and starts yeah, breaking just, away. Like, people oh, are just beating the shit like, out of What the fuck? I thought, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought this extra counter space that we rented out would be good, but it doesn't seem to be stopping them. So is this, this is, first of all, this is the first I've ever, this is the first mention of the Sabbath. So we've already had Passover and no. Sabbath. No, we've had the Sabbath. We've had the Sabbath. I don't. Know if we have any of the Sabbath. I got you, fam. All right. Well, I'll can I'll look it up. But I could have sworn this was the first instance of the Sabbath. I, I don't think Abraham or Israel or any of those guys had a specific deal about Sundays or whatever. Here's the weird thing that God has them do, um, and it's weird that especially because this I don't think this comes into play later on in the Bible. But He tells them take one of these like servings, this Omer, and put it into a what a pot. A jar, put it in a jar and save it to show the people what they had to eat back in the day. Right? Um, and then after that, not only does God say, Hold on to one of these, uh-huh. keep it for you know, put it in my scrapbook. Uh and then it says, and the people ate this for forty years. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they just oh, and by the way, they did that for forty years. It's it's almost like a one off. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is 10% of the time that they spent in Egypt. That's a lot. So they wandered the desert for 40 years uh, eating manna essentially for no reason. There's no explanation. They just It just took them 40 years to walk through the desert. I don't know if it says this later or if it's more of like a Christian interpretation thing. Mm-hmm. But I've always heard that 40 years is a generation. And the point was that for those who doubted, uh-huh. as in the people who were like, oh, we're going to die in the desert that they needed to die off. All the adults needed to die off before they were allowed to enter Canaan. But I thought, I don't know. I thought that, I mean, obviously I'm, re- this is the actual Bible. I thought that the 40 years was a punishment when I first, like the way it was explained to me was that, I don't know if it happens again. And I haven't read that far ahead is I thought the 40 years was a punishment. 
and that it was the golden calf incident that's coming up, perhaps. Yeah, so maybe this is just foreshadowing, or maybe it's just uh, getting the cart before the horse so a little bit, I'm gonna, because you're right. I'm on Google Maps, and I'm going to, let's see how long it would take to walk from the Red Sea directions from here to Jerusalem. Just to get an idea. <laughs> okay. Directions to here by walking. It says it can be done in 125 hours. Now, I don't know how that breaks down to in years, but... 40. <laughs> 40. 40. <laughs> You know, uh, it just seems pretty reasonable that you could walk. And it's not even, I'm looking at the path that it puts you on there. It's having you take the highway. You know, it's not even as the bird flies, you know? Yeah, no, you're right, though. The 40 years is a punishment. And, and in fact, because of the calf, I believe. But So it, it doesn't reference that yet. It's just saying they're going to do it for 40 years because whoever wrote it knew. So it's just letting you know, by the way, the mana thing happens for 40 years. We're not going to explain yet why. Yeah, that way we don't have to talk about it every morning. Yeah, just by the way, every morning you're eating mana. And holy shit, day 30,000, the mana is here again. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, that's kind of one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, when you talk about how, like, uh, in modern society, things we take for granted that are actually fucking miracles, you know? Yeah. That, um... You know, like my iPhone, kind of a miracle. I don't even own one, but if I did, but, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, the internet, us being able to do this, these are miracles. But after a while, you know, the idea of walking out into the desert and food has just been provided to you buffet style. Imagine after the eighth year, you're like, oh, yeah, the fucking manna. Are you going to get the manna this morning? I don't want to get the manna. You get the manna. I get the manna yesterday. Fuck. Every day. Would you ever just lay down in it and just eat? Uh, just with your mouth? No hands? What I would do is I would do a human wheelbarrow. And then someone's picking up my legs, and I'm just walking. I'm just scrapping them in my mouth, you know, as I go. Mm. Yeah. How would you do that though? Because your hands are holding. What I would do is I would make a uh, an outfit made out of Velcro, and I would just roll, and then I would just pick it off and eat like uh, like lollipops, you know. I don't think that would work. Yes, that's I'm going to say it. We can test it. Let's make. Let's take. Once we start a YouTube channel, what we'll do is we'll we'll cover my yard in uh, white bread, and I'll put on a Velcro suit. We'll just see if it works, you know. Let's use croutons. It'll be easier. Oh, uh, manna. So their their special attacks must have been totally overpowered by now. hey <laughs> Magic spells for days, oh my bro. God. So, all right. Is that... That's as far as we're going to get, right? Yeah, I think that's plenty. I mean, we witnessed a lot What a bunch of whiny episode. shits. Yes and no. They are in a desert. Don't forget that. I guess. It seems to me... And now, okay, maybe I'm putting my millennial... You are standard on it, gonna, but I don't to even know what me, you're gonna say, but you to are. me, <laughs> definitely that's what I'm putting on it. That's the only thing I have to offer. Uh, to me, if it was like, oh, by the way, the pharaohs committing infanticide on your people, and you're in your slaves forever, you know, and you're building the pyramid shit. Um, I feel like that'd be a better than. Uh, whatever the fuck else this other shit is. Like, oh, you know, we're really thirsty. You know, at least back home we had water. You were also slaves. Am I high? Like, how do you not remember this? Yeah, and they killed every male, weren't they? Yeah. They killing every male still? Uh, You guys got your asses kicked. I remember Pharaoh, like, police brutality was pretty bad. And, oh, yeah, but at least we had snacks. Uh, okay. I don't know what makes you happy, but all right. Sorry about the snack situation, you guys. I did free you, but, yeah, the snack situation. My bad. So, yeah, you're right. It's... It's insane of them to uh, suppose that being in Egypt was better. It's also completely reasonable 
to be concerned about the situation when you're just following some crazy guy running in a desert, though. Like, it's not I weird. guess that's true. Like, if I was like, hey, guys, we're going to, uh, if I went to, like, a prison, and I was like, okay, guys, I got an idea for a prison break. They're like, yeah, like, yeah, you guys are going to be free. Don't worry. And then I, like, I just drop in the middle of the desert. I'm like, all right, you guys are good. Peace. And they're like, well, uh, you're not, we're, we're not really in that. This is the worst spot. deal in the history of deals ever, you know? <laughs> oh, man. God, I, but uh, they're at least free now. And yeah, there's some grumbling going on, but they're getting it done. They're getting fed. You know, we're getting back to old school Israelite prosperity gospel. Let me ask you a question. This might be slightly anti Semitic. So let me preface it with that. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, now we know it is. Uh, you know, that typical, like, stereotypical, like, self hating New York Jew stereotype, you know? Of just like sure. uh, Larry David might be an example of somebody who's just like, oh, this is, com-, you know, just complaining all the time. And it's kind of funny, but it's a, yeah, it's like a bit. It's like a him. bit. Yeah, it's a- is that where is, is that just part of their like, is that just what that people they do? Is they just kind of whiny? Um, I don't think so, because is I that a think stereotype? it's I mean, I'm not saying everyone's like no, that, but every group of people when stranded in the desert without food and being told to walk in random directions is going to have the same conclusions. They're going to come to those conclusions. Because I just think of... If anything, you could say that the stereotype that you're talking about of, like, the whiny elite New York... Like Woody uh, Allen style. Just like, yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah, understand. Yeah. This water, it's bitter. Like the, where it's, yeah. Well, first off, I think that's almost more an American thing than anything. Yeah. But if anything... It comes from stories like these. <laughs> just these are their hero. and their chain. <laughs> the, 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 the the heroes of their texts are uh, are like Moses. You don't know what you're doing, Moses. <laughs> I mean, really though, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that God. I mean, let's not forget that God put them into the Egypt situation to begin with. I mean, I get it. I was once at a Denny's and they sat me underneath an air vent and I was a little bit cold and I was like, "This is the worst place ever. I can't believe it. <laughs> this piece of shit." I'll kill every God, last one. God, why you first <laughs> I'll kill every I last was, one of you. <laughs> I was better when I was back at home in the basement chained to the radiator with my dad coming down to <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah. couple hours. <laughs> like, well, you weren't. <laughs> you, ever, you, you ever wonder if like, Elizabeth Smart complains about things? <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> She's like, God damn, my Uber's late. You're like, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Shit. we all have our... That's the thing. That, I mean, you're right, but what's important here is just perspective. And that even, yeah, I've dealt with some pretty horrendous physical circumstance, but I still complain when I stub my toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I think the point is, like, when people are like, oh, uh, how's it going? Can't complain. You're a fucking liar. You can always complain. Yeah, yeah you can't complain. I'll complain right you're now. You're getting mad. I'm going to complain that you just cussed again. <laughs> even though I did in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that uh, it's like... Uh, because I, I can see it. I don't know. They're like, hey, guys, we've got magic food for all time. Like, oh, yeah? It's the same magic food. Like, oh. Uh, for 40 years. Would it kill you to, I don't know, add some flavor in there, some spices, some chicken wings? I, I'm not asking for much, God, but I just think that bread every yeah, morning God. gets old. It, if you're going to do the all-you-can-eat thing, take a note from CeCe's Pizza and mix it up a <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do the same brand of cereal every day for like a week. I, you know, like right now I'm on kicks. For three days. Yeah, that'd be too much. That's a lot. Uh, well, whatever. Well, what, Dude, actually, now that you say kicks, 
that's what I'm going to imagine this mana is. It's like kicks? It's just kicks. Because think about it. Honey sweet. That's true. It's round. Wafer-ish. It's wafer-ish. Well, they said it's a small round thing on the ground. Yeah. I think it's kicks. God Infinite Kicks. Kicks. It's mom approved. <laughs> <laughs> and think about how easy it would be to scatter kicks. We are, by the way, in case so you're wondering, we are not this. sponsored by Kick Cereal, but I fucking love Kick Cereal. <laughs> Do you think they named it that because it's so hard to kicks the habit? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's about it. That is. What? What? Uh. Is there anything else you got out of these couple no. of chapters? Um. I'm, I'm. I'm back in. It's been a minute since we, we really got into. This. I mean, we we rocked a solid four four chapters today, or five three. Yeah, I think it's Still. uh it, it's kind of interesting. This. I don't. They're long. So what is the point of all this? They, you ask me that every episode. I know, but and I'm, and I'm confused at why. Well, my point is, why does this book fucking exist? Who? Why would this exist? What is the point? What is the point of they pretend to be lost, kill the pharaoh, and then they get lost in the desert, and now it's just the next cha- couple chapters of them just whining all day long, and God be like, all right, all right, will this make you happy? Here's some bread, and they're like, um. But it's establishing all their rules still. So at some point, these rules came to be. Right. And either these rules came to be because God told them to, as it reads here, right. or for whatever obscure reason, but they needed a reason, you know? Is that what and so either either it's this, right? It's as it's written, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, or it's because, like, someone was being pedantic and made uh, so-and-so Sabbath rule one day, and so now they need a backstory, and so they wrote it down. It seems like and, that. Uh, it's like it's like, oh, uh, why don't we eat leftovers? I mean, we're just gonna throw all this extra casserole away. And you're like, yeah, because on the God's, God said. said that the manna from heaven. And like, okay, we could just buy Tupperware. I don't know what all those other stories about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It makes sense. I think it makes perfect sense. I, I just, I don't get it. But they they solved their food situation at least. Eventually, we're going to get into some other uh, tiers of 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 Maslow's hierarchy yeah. and and needs that they have because it's weird that they covered food before water. But oh well, um, uh, they had some sticks to throw. They in. did. They, they did have sticky, that water, but that water was in one place. They had some so sticky water. Around. Yeah, stick water. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to keep following them around. I'm excited for them to get to Canaan. You know. Spoiler alert, they don't die in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I also like I also like that the song of Moses is them just being like, Oh yeah, man, this shit was great. We beat the fair up and now we're going home and they're like probably any day now. It's only a hundred and twenty five hour walk. I think we got this. Let's yeah. just crank through it. Well, let's not even stop. Yeah. Let's just let's just do it. Yeah. Well, they'll see. They'll find out. Their kids get to enjoy it at least. Maybe. We got to bleed in the sand so that our kids could live in Canaan. Isn't that the the hope of every generation? Isn't that what all humanity shares? It's the American dream. They live in it. We sacrifice for our children. Oh. Israelites just like the rest of us. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Do you have anything else you wanted to share before we uh, sign out? What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at Irrevelations, predictably. And our po- our podcast email account is Irrevelations. You got it. Like, you nailed it. Just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> don't you? You don't get. You know what? You don't get to email us this week. <laughs> yeah, a episode bad. if you want to email us. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. It's irrevelationspodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, I doubt you're going to email us because no one ever has. I wish someone but would. If you though. do, yeah, do it. I hey, want something you, listener. Yeah. 
I know that you feel this is like the situation where you're you're witnessing a crime and you don't know if you should call the cops because like someone else is going to do it. No, I'm talking to you directly, listener. Email us. You know, that actually happened to me once was uh, there was this kid who wore leg braces at our school. And I don't know if you remember this kid, but uh, no, he was in a wheelchair. No. He was in a wheelchair. His legs kind of worked, but he not really. And we were in the bathroom yeah. and he was in the urinal. This is one of God's little jokes. Yeah, he was in the, we were in the bathroom and he went to use the urinal and he, uh, he couldn't stand. So he had to kind of prop up and he's like hanging off and he's kind of like pushing up against the wall and he slipped in the piss and he fell down and it was me and two other guys and we saw it. So we just ran. We just got the hell out of there. So don't be like me and email us at a revelations podcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, uh, Great. (laughs) I feel like everyone learned a lot about you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Talk to you next week.